What's up, everybody? It's Greg, and here's what's coming to the Popping Collars feed in the month of November 2020. On the flagship Popping Collars podcast, we're talking religion and politics. On take two, Kyle Goodman returns to look back at the Marvel movie saga. Betsy and I wrap up the year of 1989 Oscar movies with a conversation about When Harry Met Sally on Going on 30. The Sacred Six arrives at the episode of Star Trek with the most famous kiss in television history, Plato's Stepchildren. And finally, you asked for them to return, and we delivered. Liz and Ricardo are back with a new episode of the PC Book Club. Thanks for listening, and keep those collars popped. Previously on Popping Collars. Welcome to Take Two, where we give a former guest of Popping Collars the chance to come back and update their view on a piece of pop culture. I am your host. My name is Greg Knight. And this month, my returning guest is Kyle Goodman. Welcome back to the Popping Collars, Kyle. Well, thanks for having me back. Yes. So good. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm going to set you up. It was our seventh episode of the podcast the date was november 11th 2014 Mm. and the subject was the marvel cinematic universe when we recorded that episode the first guardians of the galaxy had just been released and we were awaiting the second avengers movie age of ultron so we were really in the middle of what has become known as the infinity saga which concluded last year kyle the floor is yours. What is your take two on the Marvel Cinematic Universe knowing what we know now? Who knew back then that what we were really seeing was uh, the story of Thanos? Titan was like most planets. Too many mouths, not enough to go around. And when we faced extinction, I offered a solution. Genocide. But random. Dispassionate, fair to rich and poor alike. They called me a madman. And what I predicted came to pass. Congratulations, you're a prophet. I'm a survivor. Who wants to murder trillions. With all six stones, I could simply snap my fingers. They would all cease to exist, and I call that... Mercy. And then what? I finally rest and watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. And here he is uh, achieving his goal and gathering all the stones and 
just wiping out half of the uh, the universe at once. And I think what we learn from uh, from all those films forward is how Thanos, this weird purple guy who made a cameo and seemed like he was important in a Guardians film, has actually been pulling all of the strings the entire time. And we discover uh, that uh, that this whole what is it twenty film saga is about. Uh, one guy and his ambition to uh, become a god and fix the universe uh, that uh, that he was just certain needed fixing. I saw a great YouTube video, and YouTube videos are what they are. You know, they're just looking for clicks. I get it. I totally understand it. But there was this one guy who made a compelling case for Infinity War, which is a movie that I detested because I didn't think it was a movie. It was just kind of like a series of events for like three hours. Then it ends. But this guy made a really compelling case for it mirroring the first chapter of Genesis, where Mm. Thanos has basically like six tasks that he has to do which is basically involve all of the infinity stones. And then on the seventh day, rest. And so in, in that, I think we find that uh, the saga ends up being very much about hubris. And there are so many characters in, uh, in that uh, saga, so many heroes and villains who embody that well. Of course, his ultimate foil and the ultimate protagonist of the whole thing is Tony Stark, who is this interesting reflection of what it means to wrestle with our own hubris. Uh, and uh, in so many ways, I think he provides an interesting parallel uh, to Thanos. Uh, Tony, who is ultimately able to recognize that in himself, uh, as opposed to Thanos, who cannot ever see around his rightness. He's so right about everything that there's no other way to imagine how the universe could be. And ultimately, it's Tony Stark's humility and sacrifice, uh, not his intelligence and his superiority that ends up seeing the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe through this story. You know, looking at the world through 2020 eyes, and 2020 is screwed up. Let's say that right out of the blocks. But our view of how people pursue power has changed drastically in 2020 from what we were thinking back in 2014, right? And maybe even what power is. It's so funny because we've talked recently on Popping Collars about how folks in power can convince themselves that their narrative is the right narrative. And when confronted with something that When confronted with facts and truth and alternative, they just ignore it. That's not only a godlike power in the Marvel Universe, but it's it's something that we do ourselves, where we try to convince ourselves of our own rightness. And I notice that when he he gets that vision uh, of what it's going to be like uh, five or six or however many years it is into the future, right? He he moves himself, the, the past Thanos comes into the future. He doesn't bother to take a look to see how things ended up, does he? No, he just goes in guns literally blazing uh, to, to fix the universe to be exactly what you'd have it to be. It's interesting to me that there's never any thought that, huh, let's see if I was right 
I don't know. Maybe I don't have that much arrogance and pride, but I'd sort of want to know if I was right or not. Uh, he has no interest in that. He's, he knows he's so right that he doesn't even bother to have to look. It's just what he does. You know, that's a great take. You know what I would add to your take, which is, yeah, I guess the story was about Thanos, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know, right? Because it's it's the conclusion kind of, you know, sort of drops a, a cloud over everything, drops a cloud of dust over everything, right? That came before it. So I'll go with that, with, with it being sort of a story of Thanos. But, you know, we only encounter the character of Thanos in like two movies. The heroes, we've been following them for 23 movies. So we've seen how they've grown and adapted and changed over time. But that is the story, right? And, and maybe the films are not about Thanos, but about uh, characters that do evolve and change and grow and understand themselves differently from the beginning than the end. Maybe that's the most important thing that we can say is uh, after years of doing this thing that they're doing, they're able to see themselves differently than they did before. And what an incredible lesson that is for 2020. Yeah, after totally. years of doing it this way, what does it mean that you can't see yourself any differently than you did before? Yeah. Kyle, thank you so much for coming back on to Popping Collars and updating us. Speaking of updates, tell us where you are now and what you're doing now. Because I think you were in a different place the last time we talked about I, I am in a different place and not just because of COVID-19, right? No, I'm, uh, I'm serving a church in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, a lot closer to, uh, to where I grew up, of course. And uh, I'm serving Alamance Presbyterian there. Uh, it's a, a great congregation of about 600 people, uh, a, a small but valiant staff that is... Uh, it's a pleasure to work with, and we have a lot of fun together. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's a great place to be, and I feel really blessed and lucky to be uh, a part of this community during this time. They've been very supportive of me and my ministry, and uh, I'm in a good place, a really good place. Awesome. Well, we all need an opportunity to grow and change and move and evolve. And so, yeah, congratulations, and thank, thank you, you again for coming on. You're very welcome. Thanks much. Shoot.